Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. May 16th, 2021, Backlash, Backslash, Backsplash. Backwash. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, covering WrestleMania Backlash 2021. There were zombies tonight. There was a zombie invasion of a WWE pay-per-view. And uh, I feel like that's the headline. That's the big story. If you, weren't wa- if you weren't watching live and you were just checking in on social media, you were confused as F. Right. <laughs> It's kind of like they replayed the Halloween Havoc NXT mm. uh, match. I mean, except it was way worse. And and Halloween Havoc that I thought that sucked too. But this was this was another level. Uh, it, I think the Miz could be a zombie and could face the Fiend Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell. It just took everything away from Priest getting that win, in my opinion. Like it was just so silly that you it didn't elevate Damien Priest at all getting that win and i get you got to do your tie-ins you got your sponsors but that was just uh it was just another level of just so bad and what a slap in the face to peacock that they're promoting this netflix film tightly integrated yeah. in the pay-per-view you gotta do uh, what you gotta do yeah i want i wonder i guess i guess not if they wouldn't have done it tonight i wonder if there's any language in the deal with Peacock of like, I mean, yeah, because you're right, Glenn. P- Netflix is, I mean, Peacock's just is the newer is the new new kid on the block, just launched, and yeah, uh, yeah so you're, yeah, WWE's promoting the competing. I'm <laughs> gonna bet money they did not tell Peacock. I bet you something is gonna come out in the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, Peacock, they don't. I mean, they don't really do their own movies yet, right? Like uh... they They've got some content deals, though. You know, I mean, they promote original stuff. I mean, but I'm telling, I guarantee you, they didn't run like they didn't have to approve Car Shield or any of the other sponsors on these things. So I'm pretty sure WWE is more of a let's get forgiveness than permission kind of company. That's a big deal. I mean, Peacock, you know, they're spending 200 million a year, I so I, I would guess that they pulled the feed in KSA and had that whole thing like. That was never proven. Wasn't what did wasn't what, what caused the whole thing? That was Hugo Savinovich saying such. Ah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying WWE does not seem like someone who's like, oh, we want to be really sensitive and not offend anybody who's given us. Money. I don't think I don't see how Vince has the power to pull the feed of a TV network in Saudi Arabia. But I mean, literally, just unplugging the TriCaster. I don't know. Production truck. <laughs> Who knows? Conspiracy but... theories. It's it's what we need, Raj. But outside of the the dumbass zombie stuff, um, 
a good show. I thought it was a strong pay-per-view. I mean, Roman Cesaro, I mean, they did piss on Cesaro a lot after that match. He just got beat down by everybody. But uh, that was an excellent match. Um, I, I actually liked the ending. I know some people were criticizing it. And uh, I just thought it was a, a good show all around outside of the zombie stuff. This was a pretty good show. Definitely one of the better Thunderdome pay-per-views. And and, and I, I get all the criticism. I'll give you one silver. It's not the it's not the um, the content of what we saw, but I'll give you one silver lining to something that came out of the zombie thing tonight. Oh. When we get to that match, so I'll, I'll, I'll give some piece <laughs> of positivity towards it. Call me the fourth member of New Day. Positivity, my friend. All right, there we go. Zombies were zooming in to the Thunderdome later <laughs> in the show. The one positive with the zombies is that they did a good job with the makeup. Sure. <laughs> That's not my positive, but yeah, well, that is number two. There we go. Uh, Let's get some of these super. Ch- oh, you go. Oh, yeah. Combo Breaker, Buck 99. The zombies follow the rules. I'm shocked it's true. They did not interfere in the <laughs> ring of the Lumberjack match. Uh, very well behaved. <laughs> well, you know, we can have smart zombies. We can also have polite zombies. They, well, did, eat, they did eat the Miz after, which I don't think is allowed. That's after the bell. There's nothing that says you can't. That's true. Um, I mean, look, you know, WWE referees—they enforce the rules. So the zombies couldn't do such. If it was AEW referees, it's all hands. It, it's all okay. Uh, right. All oh yeah, that's it's ignored. <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez, four ninety nine. I'll be blunt. That crap was whack. Stuff like that is embarrassing, and why my friends chuckle when they find out I still watch wrestling. I don't know if you guys have this, but for whatever reason, my wife always walks in when the most embarrassing shit is going down. And she walked in tonight when the zombies were out. And then my daughters came in at the end of that match. And the last thing they saw was the Sasha and Bianca match at WrestleMania. So they had a positive view of wrestling. And then they were looking and they're like, Dad, what's going on? And I was like, don't worry, honeys. Just uh, let's just leave it. That's when you. T- that's when you remind them that Daddy is sitting on top of an empire built on this, covering this silly shit. So just mind your business and move, move on in the next room. Respect, respect the garbage. Yeah. Chrono <laughs> uh, shot two dollars, saying another fire suit by Seth. Yeah, he he's been on another level with his suit game. Another level. It's a white suit that looked like he had paint. Uh, fall on top of him. It look ridiculous. I'm sure. I bet you there was like a thousand dollar suit. Oh, I'm not denying that he probably. But but I mean, if this is like some kind of Picasso art or something on a suit. I don't know. This is Picasso would have been a bit more abstract, but still. <laughs> uh, Brett Murphy, five dollars. I'm disappointed they didn't call the next pay per view event WrestleMania in a cell. Hell in a cell in June. In June. That was originally. It was originally supposed to be Extreme Rules. I don't know why they switched it. I feel like. So in July, they're returning uh, for at least one weekend. They're going back on the road. They're going to do uh, SmackDown. Uh, I guess it's going to be Money in the Bank now, the the July 18th pay-per-view. And then Raw, uh, all on the road. So I, I don't know why you wouldn't hold off Hell in the Cell for when you have crowds back and just do a nothing pay-per-view like Extreme Rules uh, next month. But uh, That cage is kind of hard to see through live audience but it's always a big it's, a, it's always a draw I, I i've never been a fan of having a pay-per-view called hell in a cell i always liked having a hell in a cell match at a pay-per-view it makes it seem like this feud is so out of hand that you have to have a hell in a cell match whereas when you have a pay-per-view called hell in a cell it just feels like you have to have these hell in a cell matches because that's the name of the show but anyway yeah 
So we have some news stories, Rush, before we dive in. Yeah, uh, this one got a lot of attention. Uh, Wade Keller, Jason Powell, they were uh, on the Pro Wrestling Torch podcast, and they were talking earlier this week about infighting between oh. the, the EVPs. Uh, reading between the lines, it's basically Cody and uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega, and basically saying that they don't get along. They're not on speaking terms. Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Board said they're talking, but Cody's relationship with them is more as a business associate, not as a friend. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. I think um, there's always a honeymoon period with a new company. And, um, you know, you're, you're, I, I feel like you're going to hear more stories like this, you know, as time goes on. You'll hear more as time goes on. Uh, as you said, Raj, some of it is a honeymoon period. You know, right now, AEW, uh, maybe aside from somebody who had a cup of coffee or somebody who's been on the you know the, the outer layer getting tryouts on dark elevation, there's not an abundance of talent who have been around and have been able to hear and see things that are now no longer with the company and that are going to go do RF shoot videos. You know, mm. that's not ha- you know, as time goes on and people all of a sudden maybe have a little bit of a grudge or they have nothing to lose with that company you'll start to hear more. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a ton of shoots on WWE because WWE's been around for 70 right. years. So there's a, there's a lot of gripes to be had. But so, yes, more things will come out. And uh, you're, you're dealing with four personalities, four, you know, characters um, who are in powers of position. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Egos are going to happen at times, whether they intend to or just unintentionally. Uh, and I do believe there's something to this. I think that probably it's something along the lines of, I'd like, and I agree with what Meltzer's probably alluding to, which is, you know, I think, you know, the Bucks and Kenny, I think they became friends, or they are friends with each other. I think they even became uh, with a certain relationship with Tony Khan. Mm. I think Cody, it is more of a business thing. I, I don't even know if Cody, you know, who knows? Tony Khan's the only one that can answer this. Was Cody and Tony Khan's original plans, or was somewhere along the way, did the Bucks or Kenny, did somebody endorse and say, no? Cody would be another good fit to have here. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I and I do think when you start to play with those dynamics, you know that that that's going to you know when it comes down to when we have to make a decision of how we're how we're going to decide something A or B on a situation, that can start to rub each rub people the wrong way. Absolutely, and and, and it's also in any business, the more people you get in at, at a certain level, the more problems there's going to be. You know, when it's when it's just you, you make all your decisions. When it's you and someone else. You gotta, you know, um, you, you gotta acquiesce to certain things. When it's five other people or four other people, you know, then there's gonna be disagreements and uh, and things like that. So it, it becomes a lot more difficult. Um, I mean, these reports have been out for a while. I, I know Jim Cornette. Uh, God, what is, it, what is the guy that does the podcast? Brian Last. I, I know has talked about it in the past. It's always been rumored, but. Um, I, it, you know, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. But um, oh. ultimately, you know, it is Tony Khan's show. It's not, you know, they're not all equal. So, um, yeah, but that's that's the deal. There you go. What else do we have? What else do we have? New Jack. Oh, oh my God. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, that was man. crazy the last days, but I saw that I saw that on Twitter. So, so uh, give everyone the complete story. Uh, yeah, New Jack passed away at the age of fifty-eight uh, due to a heart attack. Um, you know, you go back and you watch his old stuff. You watch his promos. The guy had it. 
He had yep. charisma, he had promo ability, but he was complicated, so he could not get a job in WWE because of his limitations with his style and, and what he did. He, he legitimately almost killed a guy uh, in ECW. So, um, But, man, he was... When you think of the top five stars ECW, I think you've got to throw him on there. Yeah, well, never mind. I almost killed a guy in a wrestling ring, but I believe outside of the ring had four justifiable homicides as beyond the mat. Uh, right. so eloquently documented 20 years ago. Right. Yeah, you know, look, he he certainly made his mark, which I think is actually pretty impressive because, like, like you said, Raj, he was such a – you can't put him on mainstream TV. Mm. So the fact that – and this is, you know, pre-social media, early ages of, of Internet, the fact that he made the mark that he did – um, given the limitations of he never appeared on WWE programming, he's never going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Never was on WC. You know that, that that's 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 remarkable. It says a lot about the word of mouth of you. This guy is 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 like no other. Um, and I think it's also something. I mean, obviously, you know, rest in peace and, and sorry for his family and all losing him at fifty eight. But it is quite remarkable to think that the life that the guy lived and the stories that he openly talked about and the tales and the situations yeah. he put himself in. There is something I guess maybe peaceful that he just got to at least. It seems like pass away and at least, uh, you know, around family is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> that it wasn't something far more uh, chaotic and tragic. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It was. It, it was. It's one of those things that it's, it's surprising when you see it. You're just not expecting because he, he he was not old at all. Um, he, he, you haven't really heard much from him over the last you know five six years. Um, yeah, really sad, you know, but condolences, obviously, to his family. Um, man, I remember interviewing him almost 10 years ago, and I, I've talked to him a few times, but just, this was the first time The first time we did an official interview, and uh, my first question to him was something about ECW. He got pissed. He just laid into oh. me. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, this is how this is going to go. And then the rest of the interview was just great. Like he was, it was just one of the funnest interviews I did. He was hilarious. Um, if you, if you do a search, you know, wrestling Inc. New Jack interview, you'll find it. But man, he was, he was awesome. He, he had so much charisma, natural humor, just a, a charming personality. Like he was easy to, um, to, to listen to and, mm. and he can, he can suck you in. So it, it's, it's unfortunate he didn't get to be a bigger star. He had his own issues, but man, he was he was one of a kind. Did, do you remember? Do you remember when you did the interview? Did did he handle his interview bookings himself, or did he have somebody that did it? Oh man, I, I can't remember. I, this was, I think this was when Shane Douglas was doing Extreme Rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was to promote that because I was talking with Shane a lot back then, and and I think it was through that. Lonzo Smith saying New Jack was the DMX of pro wrestling, and now they're both gone. Rest in peace to New Jack and DMX. I still got DMX on my workout list. As you should. <laughs> um, anything else? Yeah, Chris Went saying, outside of the zombies, this was the most predictable pay-per-view of all time. If thought that certain wrestlers were going to win, it was a easy sucker's bet to win. I, I it, was it was really predictable. It was pretty should, predictable. Should enter that DraftKings contest. I did get the Mysterios wrong. Really? But, uh, I did. 
just because they they've been winning all the time on SmackDown. Like Ray, you know, was it Ray or Dominic that just won on Friday? Then the week before they won. Oh. That's usually you you know, oh, your so you, oh yeah, your algorithm's getting debunked. Got jacked. <laughs> uh joe shanachinkin saying hey guys love this lineup also wish matt was back any chance of just keeping you guys all the time no offense to the others lol well we got to move some things around we're gonna make that happen all right yeah schedules and such uh the token dome saying a few weeks ago i wasn't sure about roman's new music but that entrance is fire his swagger is out of this world it just feels like a, a, another level of star when he comes out Aha, my audio is not coming through my uh, thing. I was going to say that. I was going to say yeah, something. Thanks, Rush. Thanks for bringing something up. <laughs> there we are. Okay, let me... Uh... How about now? Okay. There you go. Perfect. This is something earlier on now, you know. Let's take it from the top again. Roll it back to 15 minutes. I think we could do a better take. <laughs> this is everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling Game Podcast. Talking about Backlash 2021. Top of the show. So did you hear about the AEW infighting? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'll do the entire thing again. I'll act surprised. Like, oh, no, I did not hear that. What's the story? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, tonight we saw Ricochet answer Sheamus' open challenge for the United States Championship on the pre-show. Ricochet looking a little different tonight, wrestling uh, street clothes. Coming out to the ring. I, didn't I actually it. did not see this match, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had not yet got to Peacock, so uh... <laughs> the spirit of Matt Morgan lives on. <laughs> I'm the only one that's watching the pre-show. What'd you think? Uh it was good. It was good. I mean, Seamus, though, man, like that longshoreman look that he's got, like he just came down from the docks from a second job. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, Ricochet looked good tonight in this match, but until they start getting him on a winning streak, it's just um, may as well be uh, Hurricane when they call him the superhero of WWE. Because if you don't have the credibility of wins behind it, it's it doesn't doesn't all collapse. Yeah. And that's and that's I've said that before about him. He he can do phenomenal things, but he is a he 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 moves like a superhero, but he speaks like a Hollywood stuntman. Like it doesn't like you know he does the things that stuntman can do, but he <laughs> but he has the charisma. But no, but that's just that's just what they've allowed and what I've heard of him. There is no you know you we know you have to talk people to build and you have to connect and right. like other than again him being able to do some very amazing of uh, you know high flying things. There's just no connection. Now, again, part of that or a lot of that might be on WWE for not putting them in the position to, you know, have something to speak on or have a direction. I'm not sure, but that's the way I could summarize Ricochet's WWE run is does things that a Hollywood stuntman does, but speaks like one. His problem was, I feel like, have been getting better. Like, uh, he, he's been doing some, like, online, the stuff him and uh, Mustafa Ali and it sounds a lot better than where he was a year ago. But, you know, I, I don't get why they don't just move him back to NXT. He's got value there. He fits in better there. You know, why waste him uh, where he's at right now? How old is Ricochet? 32 years old. 32? Yeah. Not that he looks at I'm just wondering, though, like, career trajectory-wise... Well, like, like even when when even when he was at Lucha Underground and he was under a mask and so but he had a they had these great I mean Lucha Underground was great with this anyways but the the, the vignettes the backstory I think mm-hmm. Conan I think Conan was was like mentor like in the backstory from where his ancestors came from I think it was uh, uh King 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 Cuerna, was that uh, he was no, Prince no, no, Puma no, no. Prince Puma Prince yeah. Puma yeah. sorry Prince Puma was 
And even that, he didn't have to speak. You know, Conan could speak for him in the backstory, and that tied perfectly in with what he was physically able to do. And it was a great package. It was a great complete package. I was excited when Ricochet was coming to WWE. But oh I yeah, think, I think that I was applying Prince Puma logic and not looking more at what he was as just Ricochet on the independent scene, which again got over like Rover for being able to do these crazy things. You had to see to believe live, but WWE, the massive TV production, it needs to be more than just that. Yeah. And and the weird thing, you know, the zombies would not have felt out of place on Lucha Underground. No, no. There, there might have been zombies on there. I, I, I didn't watch every episode. Uh, Holy Puma, speaking of Puma, uh, saying the zombies were the most believable and realistic moment in WWE history. What do you guys think? Isn't it amazing we had a segment with zombies? And like you would have thought, okay, if, if I would have told one of you uh, a month ago, there's going to be zombies on an upcoming WWE pay-per-view, you would have been like, Oh, what is this fiend thing doing? What is the yeah, fiend yeah. doing? Right. For that? And nothing. It wasn't even. <laughs> I mean, for a Miz match, <laughs> you yeah. so random. It, it. I'm not saying it can't be done well, but you know what I didn't mm. like tonight. Um, the Army of the Dead promotion. I didn't like, uh, and they did this before. I think for a Marvel movie where they're intercutting the film clips with WWE. Right. It's very cheesy. It doesn't work. It has no synergy to it um even with really forced even with batista doing the voiceover who crosses over into both worlds if he'd shown up i did like but the batista voiceover until they were doing the the fusion i mean yeah they've done it before i think uh aew did it with kong versus godzilla right or they were doing some cross promotional stuff but you'll see uh ufc has done it in the past with movies where where they fuse them and um yeah, I agree. I just feel like it looks cheesy. It's it, the movie like you're looks trying cool. too hard. The movie looks cool, but that's the problem. It's like don't show us something a hundred times cooler than the wrestling we're watching, uh, because it's just it's just gonna point out the flaws. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this match. I feel like this match is gonna be what most people talk about tonight, just because of the sheer WTF nature of it. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal, five dollars saying honestly, this event tonight felt like a normal Raw episode, and the zombie <laughs> thing did feel like a Raw thing, not a pay per view thing. I just I just hate when they do stuff like that. Where yeah, you remember uh, back when Shaft was coming out, and they had Samuel L. Jackson being Shaft, and they had to act like he was Shaft. And it's everyone knows that's, that's not Shaft. You know, it's just it, it just gets too hokey. No, the Rick and Morty, uh, as someone uh, Anukai Sanambre is pointing out, Rick and Morty in AEW that was pretty cheesy. I forget that one. Uh, they had, uh, what was it with best friends at Orange Cassidy and like one of them was like cosplaying as Rick. Like, oh, it was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just kind of dumb. Um, so the actual card started tonight with the triple threat for the raw women's title, Oscar versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. And thank the heavens. Rhea Ripley got a definitive win tonight, uh, to sort of solidify her, her top of the card status. Justin, what'd you think of this match? I thought it was a solid opener. You know, you're starting with uh, with this triple threat for the women, and uh, I thought this it was a good story. Um, you know, Charlotte obviously showing off her athleticism. She's doing the bulk of the heavy lifting. She's the most proven. She's got a you know she's you know not buying this 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 new Rhea Ripley coming in and being champion, and then all of a sudden after doing all the heavy lifting, Rhea just sneaks in for the for the victory. So uh, I thought this was a really solid opener. Really can't find much complaint about about anything in this one. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that uh, Rhea Ripley might be in trouble um, 
as far as I just don't see they're not scripting her well. They're, I yeah. don't think they get her. And um, with the promos that they're writing for her and everything, I just man, I just I just worry about it. <laughs> you mean Vince isn't sitting down for extra dinners with Rhea Ripley? <laughs> 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 Steak wrap. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could you could tell Vince gets Charlotte Flair. He gets that character. He's behind it. He does not get Rhea Ripley, and uh, you know that's a that's a uh, a tough hill to to climb. But uh, which is why is. it's impressive she retained tonight. I think because it seemed like the most obvious thing in the world for Charlotte to win. It, it, would, it would have buried her if she lost already. After but you know what, the, this was the one I thought the most that the okay the title was going to change. I thought that it was going to be this match because I always I, I already thought yeah they're going to move off from Rhea Ripley. So I don't know. I mean now now I wonder now that we know Hell in a Cell's next. Like, do we see a Rhea Ripley in Hell in a Cell? Is it... Oh, Rhea versus Charlotte in the Cell, right? Mm-hmm. So. I did think it was weird to beat Asuka again when she just lost on Raw this past Monday. They've kind of, I don't know, just feels, I mean, you know, but, you can't but push everyone all that, the time. But She can take that dip and then come back and be unstoppable. Right. You know, can. now that she, now she's lost, I think if she's going to lose, have it condensed in one period and then bring her back. Yeah. You know. Uh, what do you guys think of Charlotte's ring attire? couldn't quite make out what that was and i say that i'm not saying it looked bad i just wasn't sure was there an homage or something i didn't get or i guess cruella is what oh. I've been, like See, 100... i thought it was like a dalmatian thing but then i looked at the texture of it and i was like is it that I, I couldn't tell yeah i thought it was paul prince and then but then i looked more and i was like is it actually supposed to be some kind is it like some kind of a queen symbol oh uh, maybe uh, you know i don't know yeah maybe it, it looked like pajamas to me and uh you know, Charlotte is one of the the best in the entire industry as far as looking like a star, and I just felt like that wasn't. Uh, it didn't have. It the, wasn't up to par of the, what she usually does. It it didn't have the majesty of her right. normal attire. I put it that way. It seemed a little, um, a little more avant garde. But yeah, I think normally she comes out and she she looks like someone that if you're flipping the channels, you're like, oh, this is clearly the top woman in all of wrestling, right? The way that she uh, presents herself. So, yeah, it was different. But, you know, I'm all in favor of people trying new things. Yeah. Maybe that's the next crossover is the new Cruella DeVille movie. <laughs> and, uh, we'll we'll have the Kennel from Hell match returns. Uh, a bunch of puppies at ringside. Yeah, absolutely. Zombies. Then we go to Dalmatians. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, so this was a really good match. Got a good amount of time, good amount of breathing room. But uh, Rhea did hit oscar with uh the riptide and uh, got the pin to retain uh so yeah i, th- I think it's gonna be Rhea versus charlotte in the cell and yeah. uh, i worry about Rhea not winning that match yeah uh holy puma saying uh basically saying charlotte's outfit was inspired by the dalmatians uh, F50 saying, sup guys, late to the stream, but seeing the zombie stuff and watching previous Wrestling Inc. reviews, I imagine that Raj may need a long vacation to the North Pole. Hmm. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's weird that people tune into this podcast and they're just like, oh, these guys, like, we all suffered through this together. Like, let's let's have our little support group. But what... <laughs> What great equity we've built up with the audience. Like in this, in this case, Raj. People know what Raj dislikes. He dislikes the magic and sci-fi stuff that come into play, especially randomly in this sense. And like, you're watching, and the first thing you think when you're watching this, and the zombies are lumberjacks, is you go, 
holy shit, I have to watch the wrestling podcast. I, I got to see this guy blow up. What a great gimmick there. I mean, we all, I guess we, we're all probably guilty, but we can, everybody probably could find something that each of us would hate. That's great. It's a great work there, Raj. Great work. It, it is always interesting because, you know, I'll get on Twitter and be like, oh my God, you must hate this. It's like, I do. Damn, yeah, you guys you, know me like you know, really Raj, well. I feel some of uh, NYC Demon Divas Thunder, but you should be doing reaction videos. And just film yourself during the entire time, you know, speed it up and then slow it down. You know, maybe you don't even need audio, just the look on your face when the zombies appear yeah. on screen and at the ring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Curtis uh, saying, I'm here for uh, the Raj rant on zombies. It's coming. I wish I would have known Raj uh, 13 or 14 years ago when uh, ECW was rebooted on sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> No, we didn't have a podcast back then, but man. Oh, I wish I, wish I knew you. I wish I could call you. I oh, man. Like, just hear you bitch and be Oh, back. my <laughs> gosh. That's another level. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be the first zombie we saw on WWE TV. Yeah. The Sandman took care of it. Mm-hmm. Well, look, technically, though. Kevin Thorne. I mean, The Undertaker's undead, so. Right. Zombie-ish. Yeah. You know, Glenn, don't try to drag one of the all-time greats into this. That's yeah. his character. His character is the undead. What if one of the one of the zombies at ringside was the Undertaker? He was like, just really <laughs> just to- random. It's like, wait, shit, Undertaker's there. What an East, what an Easter egg that would have been if somebody could have screen grabbed that. <laughs> if I was gonna drag somebody on this, uh, just I was thinking in my head, I was like, who will I not get in trouble for a former commentator to just say like, well, they've been dead for the last twenty years and nobody noticed. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think you know, I'm just saying character wise, the Undertaker that is part of his character, so it's not completely out of uh yeah it's not out of the the lore um so s spen book 99 chance Rhea has a title running with charlotte around yeah i mean that's the is it almost so much of an obvious fear remember when eva marie battled bailey for the nxt women's championship and it was like so obvious the fear that they really milked that for all it was worth it was actually a pretty good match I do not remember that, but uh, it was well I know, done. I know it happened. I don't. I don't remember. The yeah, match, they brought in a ref that corporate supposedly wanted for the match. Nia Jax was ringside as an enforcer. They made it seem like even Marie was gonna, like the Bailey was gonna get, you know, uh, the short end of the stick, and even Marie was gonna get, you know, handed the title essentially. So I think with Charlotte, there is something there, but I'm afraid that's actually going to happen and not be a subversion. Someone brought up on Twitter. Uh, about Eva Marie winning the women's money in the bank match and how that would get more attention than anything else out there. And it would. But from who, though? Oh, man. Just, the internet would break if Eva Marie. Yeah, but it would get attention from wrestling fans. This isn't like Ronda Rousey coming into the WWE. This isn't like. Uh... Yeah, but you know what? Eva, Eva's got a. She has a huge following on social and she has done some movies and stuff like that. Like she. And like, yeah, she was not the by no means was a it was a good wrestler right uh, i mean she but i mean she got so much heat by just coming out to, to the entrance posing and then turning back around not doing a match and i you know I, I think you recognize star value there and the other thing i think to keep in mind she has been you know we've all kind of known or we've heard that she's been you know under contract or back with them for longer than just these last few weeks in the vignettes there's videos out there. I, I wouldn't put a pass that she's actually given this a different try this time around and they are collectively and she's training and trying to you know i'm not saying she's going to be charlotte but 
Oh, I yeah. do. I do believe that she's going that when they actually roll her out and she gets in the ring, that she is going to the the bar is so low by by her critics that she will exceed it, whether they want to admit it or not. No, I agree, but I think that I'm saying the attention she would get would be from people that are already fans of wrestling. It's not like Cardi B coming in and doing a match where you get all these people that don't have any familiarity right. with the product coming in and uh, and watching. But there would be so many reacting yeah. to it. <laughs> you know, it, it would be it would be just like the Raj thing we just said about people. There would be so many people who would be ready to watch the next week only so they have their tweets and their drafts lined up to bitch about it. Yeah. Mm. It's like any time like that one year when Roman Reigns were on the Royal Rumble or Batista yeah. and you had cancel WWE network trending and their business actually went up, you know, and their subscriptions and, went up and, and, and I the like ratings were Marie. higher. I like uh, I thought at the end of her last run when she was doing that gimmick where she didn't actually wrestle and had the excuse each time. I thought that was actually brilliant. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Ways. You know, so yeah, I, I, you know, I have not been watching Raw since I have uh, left behind the Monday Night Podcast, but I understand she's back and I hope it's going well. You haven't been watching Raw? Oh, it's so nice, Justin. Oh, it's so nice. Asshole. Disloyal. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself the first week. I was like, it's Monday night. Is Alf still on? MacGyver? Like, what am I going to watch? Like, what else am I going to check out? But now so it's so lucky. It's... Leave the rest of us in the trenches. It's a nice break, man. It's a nice break. Uh, Chris Pantaleo, four ninety nine. When we were younger, imagine nineteen eighty nine. Rick Rude versus Warrior versus Ninja Turtles foot soldiers outside the ring in a lumberjack match. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. I mean, the closest thing I, I could think was RoboCop when they had RoboCop in WCW and he yeah. broke into the cage. And, yeah, but that the target audience then. Like, they didn't know what their target audience was. Yeah. But I'm saying like now like it's people <laughs> let's, let's not act like Turner had like an analytics team and research working <laughs> specifically to t- find out who is yeah. WCW. They, they, they turn in the break room and go, "Oh, it's a bunch of the Southern Rednecks that watch this." I right. don't they, there was no analytics. Right. You'd have the ding-dongs and then you'd have Ric Flair, you know, getting busted open bleeding all over the place. So uh so we had Backstage, I'm hot take serious. from uh, Demon Diva. Oh. She likes Eva Marie. I like Eva Marie. It's I, I think that, and I like the the heat that she gets mm-hmm. and the reaction she gets from people. Yeah, you know, it's very effective. It works. I mean, that's what wrestling is, right? Is getting a reaction. She she knows how to do that. Absolutely. Uh, so Dominic Mysterio got beat up backstage. Rey Mysterio went out to face the Dirty Dogs which I still can't believe that's their name. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, two-on-one for the Tag Team, tag team Championships. And Ray looked like he was going to single-handedly win this match until the tides turned and he got his ass kicked. And then Dominic came out uh, for the assist. And now we have father and son SmackDown Tag Team Champions with Dominic and Ray Mysterio. Um, so admittedly, I missed SmackDown this past Friday. I was traveling. But uh, Raj, how are you feeling about all this? I think it's cool. I mean, it's a historic thing. I, I I would have waited until doing it in front of fans. I feel like that story, you mm. know, it could. It, and and if, if we're going back to fans in July, it's not that far. But it's cool. Um, cool moment. It gives Dominic something, gives Ray something. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, to the point of fans, I don't I kind of figure like. Why didn't you work in time on this to have this be a mania thing? This would have been a great mania moment Absolutely. in front of those fans, and it, and it, it wouldn't have um, this would have not anchored either night like main evented, but it could it would just been a great mania moment. And from sure. next twenty years, when mania season comes around, and we show the mania moments, this would have been great. Uh, showing 
Ray and, and Dominic when Dominic was however old back 15 years ago when he was on SmackDown and then and then showing this. So, yeah, I, I thought this was, again, kind of redundant to the first match, but a great story. It was, the, it was a very tale as old as time. You know, Dominic can't go. Ray's going to do it himself. You know, when um, I'll say this about Dominic. Um, everything he does, what they choose for him to do offensively, he does well. They have figured out so far what his skill set is. He threw a super kick when he countered when Dolph was going to come in for the super kick. Mm-hmm. Looked good. He did the he did the Eddie Frog Splash finish. Looked tight. Looked smooth. Everything Dominic is doing looks good. They are not. He's not going out there. You know, his father or whoever else is training him is not lying to him and saying, "Oh, you do. You look good doing this. You do that well." When he's not, like he's getting honest feedback and opinions and, and good teaching, obviously. So. That's cool. And I just want the other thing I want to point out. What a what a crazy age disparity when you have when you have Ray at forty six, Robert Root at forty five, and Dolph at forty out there, and then Dominic at twenty four. He's got a lot of experience to learn from in these kind of matches and situations. Again, it's only going to help him long term if he sticks with this. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh so Jackson. Hey, what's up, Jax? Uh saying Dom hey, should turned on Ray after the win. Ray's biggest nine in his personal wrestling career, big heat. <laughs> ah, too early. Too early. That, that 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 turn will definitely come, Jax. That'll be a great month. That'll be a great stab in the back. Great uh gladiator Roman Empire stuff of son stabbing the, the, the father f- for the throne. But uh, that's way too early. And yeah, they, you you definitely need fans for that. If they're smart, they hold off on that until like February, so you have the matchup mania. But oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like they sometimes just uh, just blow stuff off way too quickly. Hopefully they don't do it with that. F55 pounds saying straight shooting, watching without knowing the results. I enjoy the YouTube personalities more than the actual thing. Am I broken or is wrestling broken? Perhaps a little both. <laughs> we get a lot of that. We get a lot of we get a lot of people who don't watch Raw and they tune into the podcast and and uh, yeah. That's... Well, and shout out to all the different channels. Like, like you know, these a lot of these comments are YouTube, but I know people on Twitch are watching, Facebook are watching, Periscope yeah. are watching. Tomorrow, you're listening on audio format in whatever way. That's awesome. I just yeah. read Raj's angry tweets during shows I'm not watching, <laughs> and it tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, there are some positive ones. Uh, Issa, Issa had a good one there. Oh uh, yeah, uh, saying bring on the Usos brothers versus father and son. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it seems like that's where they're headed. I think that'd be good. And then the Usos versus the Street Profits, which I think is where the money is. Oh, yeah. That'll be. I like that they're marketing the Usos a little bit individually. Like, I like that Jimmy and Jay each have their own shirt. That's kind of yeah. cool. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy's always been, you've always saw it in him. Uh, Jay has really stepped up over the past year. But, I mean, they've really shown uh, over the past six or seven months that individually they're strong singles acts, too, if they want to be. You know, it's true. Jim, yeah. Jimmy Uso is the one married to Naomi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how they progress. Because with the Usos and this now getting their own identities um, through these storylines, and I think having them apart for a while, I think Dominic needs to step up a bit before he goes off solo and proves, you know, that he's uh, the Winona Judd of professional wrestling. So uh, after that... Winona Judd. Yeah, she well, was the daughter, right? Country. The Judds. She was part of the Judge. It was Winona, Ashley, and well, no, Ashley's the younger. Yeah, Ashley was not in the dupe. The Judds was just Winona and her mother, Naomi. Is that right? No, Naomi Judd. Wasn't she the one was... that was in Mulholland Drive? I thought there was three in the. In the I know that's Naomi Watts. No, Naomi Judd was the mom. Oh. It was just the two of them. It was, it was just Winona. Naomi and Winona. 
Yeah, and then Ashley was. But Ashley's like, the actress. Yes, exactly. She was like the Elizabeth Ol- Olsen of the family. Why did I think that there were three Judds in the musical act? That's what I thought. I thought it was a threesome. Wilson Phillips, right? Or is that someone else? <laughs> Wilson Phillips was three, yes. It was uh, Brian Wilson's two daughters. And then uh, what's-her-face uh, daughter or the mamas and the papas guy? Oh. China Phillips, who's married to uh, Billy Baldwin. I don't know why I know that. Hmm. I don't remember. I would, love to, I, would, I would love to do pub trivia with you, Glenn. You're on my team. <laughs> when we were on no. a cruise, my wife and I were doing pub trivia so much that like, on the fifth night in a row, another couple showed up, saw we were there, and said, just no. And they turned around and left. They're out. They were so sick of us winning. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyhow, um, after this match, they're celebrating. It's good. I think, uh, oh, and then, then we saw the zombies. <laughs> They had a dressing room, mind you. They had a they had a formal space to to to, to come out of, which is great. They didn't have a sign that said "zombies" on the dressing room. It said "lumberjacks." No. <laughs> uh, and then, wouldn't you know it, they were the lumberjacks in the match for the Miz versus Damian Priest. <sighs> all right, I'll put so the, much. Right, I'll put the one positive spin on all this. Here's the one positive. It's kind of ridiculous, yeah. You know, it looks like it looks like something out of a video game where you get to select where do you want your wrestling match to take place, and then you pick a setting of crazy apocalyptic world. Miz and Priest are both very good, but it's hard to even focus on that because you're just watching. At the end, the final shot though, Damien Priest does his arrow thing, shoots, they put up the what is it, the the Army of the Dead? Is that the name of the movie, Army of the Dead? I believe so. Um, he's two for two. He's one of the best transitions ever from NXT to the main roster, Raj. There we go. Of, <laughs> he did tremendous cross-promotion. You know, One of the big cross-promotion things going into Mania with Bad Bunny. He hit it. He delivered it. And he just, he just hit, he, I'm sure he smiled and delivered what they wanted. So if, if, if we can find something to take away as a positive, never mind how silly it was or that Raj's wife and kids walked in and saw it and are questioning we can say a guy in Damien Priest who's very talented, who I would love to see in the main event uh, picture sooner rather than later. He had to have walked to the curtain, and if Vince was there tonight, he, I'm sure he got a, an attaboy from Vince. And, you know, he, he did his job again. So I had some notes on this. One second, guys. One second. <laughs> well, I actually took that notes. Let me find, uh, let me find the, uh, what I have here. Just uh... The plungers to your left. Oh, so, let's see, here we go. Oh, 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 one second. Ah, here we go. Uh, this fucking sucked. And, uh, you know, I think that's <laughs> that's the best way to put it. It was a uh, magician over here. Um, <laughs> it was embarrassing. I mean, I thought uh, everything about it was just terrible. Um, it's true. I was watching the Mighty Ducks Game Changers earlier today when my wife came back from a walk, and I thought that was going to be the most humiliating thing that I was uh, caught watching. It was, it was this don't, bad don't, enough don't, to ruin don't the pay-per-view? And I, three episodes into that. Don't tell me, Glenn. Don't, no. don't, don't ruin I haven't started it yet. It's actually pretty good, but it's very Cobra Kai. You can tell like they watched mm. Cobra Kai and then wrote this series. I love me some Lauren Graham, so don't... don't... Everybody oh, loves Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham's awesome. Uh, but yeah, this was... Uh, this was uh, it, it's one of those that it, it's so bad that it could ruin a pay-per-view. Luckily, the rest of the show was good enough that it uh, it didn't. And they've had some weird-ass product integrations before. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Lawler, after having his heart attack, eating KFC, you know, on... Keeping I mean, it they, real. Yeah. Um, remember when they did the... Remember when there was a weird reboot of the Three Stooges and Sean 
Sean Hayes played one of the Stooges, and they had him in makeup in Stooges' character backstage doing part of the vignettes. Like, yeah, I mean, there's been some... But this this was front and center of, like... And I even said last week, Rush, to you on Monday, when, we, when they announced it would be a Lumberjack match, and I was like, you know, 1993 in the Hammerstein, you know, in the old Manhattan Center, when it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Shawn Michaels, a Lumberjack, Lumberjack match was exciting because you got to see yep. all these people on TV, and this is a, back in the time where you got, you know, TV talent versus jobber, so it was exciting. And it's just amazing how, you know, in 30 years, how that's just fallen away of lumberjack matches that are literally the laziest stipulation you can come up they with. They really should have used the Muppets this way when they guest hosted the show. <laughs> Remember that time they had the A-team and like Bradley Cooper walked out, he wanted nothing to do with it. He's like, hey guys, yeah. see ya. <laughs> just left. And they then dude, there was Jeremy a Quentin Pippen. Rampage Jackson kidnapping angle and he was Jeremy handcuffed Pippen to the ropes. Dr. Ken. Yeah. yeah. Right. Summerfest. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe in the grand scheme of things this was better than most ah, no. um i don't think I don't that know. i don't know uh so look the zombies were there it's like did you see that uh clip online of that indie show this past weekend of uh, some guy getting his nuts uh, yeah uh, caught on fire yeah i did it, it's just one of those where people see that and they see that you watch this stuff and they just think okay this is what you watch and this was uh this zombie stuff was kind of fed into that yes where it's embarrassing it was embarrassing shout out to Corey graves and anybody from pittsburgh who picked up this reference graves made a, a mention at one point when the zombies were pulling uh somebody out of the ring oh uh, yeah the mall of his old days in the monroeville mall which is right here mm. in pittsburgh which is where he grew up so just I, was, again, uh, I know there's some pittsburgh people that watch this so if they <laughs> caught it there's their easter egg for the night there was day of the dead yeah because george romero from this area mm-hmm. uh Oh man! Just what? What can we say about this match? Uh, and, and you know, uh, to your point, Justin, the the thing, I, the problem I had with this, as far as Damien Priest goes, uh, Damien Priest goes, is that I thought the zombies were so distracting that it just took away from, you know, even though he had the shooting what? arrow at the end and everything, I just thought, but you what see- you walk away is. Oh my God! They had zombies out there. Okay, Not... but, uh, but but playing devil's zombie advocate, the opposite of that is the people playing the zombies are so un like they're either committed to doing it and just just making this work in this live one take situation, or they look. I don't know. I mean, yeah, th- those were not Halloween Horror Nights actors like, out look, there. Look, uh, look again. I'll try to find some positives. I'm glad it wasn't like they played some zombie music and they all came out from the gorilla position from the curtain. Zom- what zombie music? Like time? Actually, I don't if know. If they started dancing to Thriller at the end, that would have saved this. No, but think about it. <laughs> think about this. If they would have been like, now the lum- now the lumberjacks, and they all would have came out from the curtain. At least they all kind of just you know risen up from different areas and kind of came out. You know, they blocked the cameras the right way. You know, they had smoke to try to keep. You know, they made the. There was no Thunderdome. Twelve-year-old going as a zombie was eating. Like you know, you know, they try to make it look apocalyptic. But like, I I do think there are certain things that we try to look at. Okay, what if they did the opposite? It would. This could have even been much worse. So I'm I'm just trying to take all that into consideration here. This would have been a cinematic match, and Damian Priest literally shot flaming arrows into the zombies. I might have a much different tune. That probably would have been pretty cool. Hey, did this did this match make you want to watch Army of the Dead? I uh, know, but I want to see Army of the Dead. The trailers they showed tonight looked cool. It's like this actually looks like a pretty. Interesting <laughs> yeah, if you movie. stick with that, have Batista talking about it. I think that's way more effective than this crap. 
No, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the movie. But we'll put that chat back up. Who? Oh, uh, Chris Pantaleo <laughs> is a zombie. Didn't win the twenty four seven title. That wins the night so far. <laughs> Where well, is our truth? He's like disappeared. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying this was a cinematic match if you think about it. Except it wasn't shot with no, the right. style, the lighting. They they tried to do. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like you can't do Night of the Living Dead as a Broadway show. It's not going to work the same way. You need to have atmosphere. You know, and you can't. Do, not everything as a movie works as a play. Um, yes, as Sergio saying, not these were not the Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, not zombies. I think it was all like PC people. I was seeing reports on, yeah, yeah. like from performance, performance center. So, um, so Damien Priest has moment despite all of this. I'm, I'm going to watch uh, Army of the Dead after we get done with the podcast. Now, is that out yet? Is that on Netflix? Can I watch that already? I don't know. The Shawn Michaels documentary is out though. How was that? I haven't seen. I mean, it was on at the it was, it was competing was, with this. Yeah. Army of the Dead doesn't come out till the twenty first. Ah, what the heck? That's next week. Show Not me this far. and tell me I gotta wait. Not cool. Not cool, man. Anyone uh, in the chat? Let us know how the Shawn Michaels documentary was if you watched it. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title Match: Bailey versus Bianca Belair, and uh, Bianca again solidifying. Her even further getting the win tonight. Um, but what did you think about this match, Justin? It was a good match. I, I'll say this: um, I'm, I'm a fan of Bianca. Glad she retained. Didn't really think that she would lose it. Bailey's heel work <laughs> might be even better than her babyface work, and I think that says something. Oh, yeah. She she was such. I mean, like there was a point I remember seeing her live in NXT where I was like, you know, she could be, you know, female level. Maybe not. I mean, not John Cena level, but she could be like the lead female, like the lead female. That merch, was the quote. Merch that was getter. the supposedly insider quote from the uh, execs. This is our female Cena. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it did what it did when she moved to Raw and SmackDown. And again, NXT, the main roster conversations. But, you know, this heel, this heel persona that she's found that she's tapped into and like that cackling laugh. And I mean, and, and then even her obviously her, her ring work. Um. I don't know, just impressive. I just think that's worth noting. She's she's not the champion, but uh, I think her heel work is maybe surpassing her work as a face, which again, that's saying something. I feel like the only baby face right now in wrestling that's working is Darby Allen. Like everyone else just seems to be way more effective as a heel. And I think in WWE part of that is because they can't script baby face as well. Uh, you know, we've seen guys start to get momentum, Seth Rollins, you know, uh, other guys in the past uh and he has such an edge though seth rollins no darby 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 does yeah 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 i mean he's his promos aren't really that great but his persona and his personality he has that it factor where you know he every week his segments do either the best or second best on the show and it's consistent and you don't really see that much nowadays so which which is wild too i mean i guess hats off to him he's the smallest guy out of right. anybody that we could be talking about. I mean, not, yeah. not in personality, but just his physical stature. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a skinny, small, short guy. Right. And, and but he's but to the point, he's he's got this kind of I don't, I don't know if it's larger than life, but he's got this very mysterious. Like I gotta see more of what this guy is doing. He's so damn crazy. Yeah, you hear the comparisons to Jeff Hardy. It's kind of the same thing because you know when Jeff Hardy was getting big, he was one of the smallest guys on the roster at that point, mm. and um, he just had that. Connection. Yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, you put if you, if Jeff Hardy stands next to Darby Allen, oh, he's Jeff huge. Hardy. Yeah, huge. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the triple threat match for the WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, 
Bobby uh, getting the win here, pitting Strowman to retain the title. Uh, I mean, there were some moments, a lot of action outside of the ring. Uh, Raj, what did you think of this match? I thought it was really good. I mean, this was exactly... I mean, I called it on Twitter before. I, I figured Drew would have Braun beat, and then Lashley comes in and, and, and takes the win, which is which is what happened. And it, it's what should have happened, in my opinion. He keeps Drew strong. Lashley, it doesn't make sense to beat him yet. You just gave him the big win at WrestleMania. Go with it. Ratings? You know, if you look at just numbers and, and TV ratings, usually you see a steep decline uh, this time of year. And they've been holding up pretty well since Lashley's been champ. Um, mm. I mean, this past week, Raw was the only show that didn't drop a ton, you know, whereas Dynamite, SmackDown looks like it did. The final ratings will be out uh, on Monday, but it looks like it, it dropped big time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, go with what works. Lashley seems to be... Uh, working as champ so there's no reason to to end that i, I think last year looks really good and, and this is long overdue so i don't want to like poo poo on that but but to go against you raj to be fair yeah the things aren't dropping the way they normally do in this time of year but raj or uh raj you're not not, not acknowledging raw also is at the lowest bar ever right like we're we're down to the the it's holding the ratings because these are people that will just yeah these are tvs that are just on in the background yeah um, well it's so, just yeah I know, I know what you mean like we're we're down to you you can't go much lower <laughs> the most consistent draw in the lowest rated period uh yeah if there if there's another sharp decline nxt is potentially beating them no if there's another sharp decline no, if there's another decline you got it yeah, it, it would have to be a huge decline. I mean, NXT oh. is, did what six hundred ninety-seven thousand okay, well, viewers last well, no, week, whereas Raw did one point eight million. I, maybe AEW. I guess I'm thinking about the million mark. What I'm saying is, if we if we look at in the last five years, the percentage they continue to drop. I mean, if they keep that on pace, and where we're at come twenty three, twenty four, you know, a couple. And I mean, I don't know. It's but nonetheless, I mean, I'm I'm glad Lashley's champion. I mean, he's he's it's long overdue. But yeah, this was I mean, it's a fun match, it's a really good match. Uh, good for how big these three guys are. I mean, there are a couple spots that some of these guys are leaving their feet. You know, Braun doing a front flip, Drew jumping off ropes. I mean, Drew did a, a Michinoku driver. I mean, this was a you know hard hitting match. But I I'm kind of over these three at this point. I kind of want a fresh challenger for Bobby. Yeah. But with, with Hell in a Cell next, that Hell in a Cell doesn't usually mean new challenger. So. Mm. Right. And I, I think that uh, Bailey versus Bianca had the really unfortunate uh, situation of following the zombie match. Like, I feel that there was good energy towards the end of that, but then to go to that, to this, uh, it was a strong back half to the show, but it was still, I think, recovering from that zombie match. Yeah. Still That's a great statement. Still recovering from the zombie. <laughs> yeah. And to your point, you know, I'd like to see, you know what? I mean, if they could re-sign Daniel Bryan. That would be a great challenger because it's such a great uh, story with Lashley as this gigantic monster and Daniel Bryan as every, this guy that everyone loves. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, let let Edge. Lash. Yeah, we're, I mean, I guess you need something big for SummerSlam, but I'm I'm, I'm just wondering. You know, you, you they do something at Hell in a Cell with you know Lashley, Drew, or Braun again. I mean, he's definitely on the pace, like. I think you look at like who's a babyface. I mean, Damian Priest on that brand. Yeah, that's your guy that's being right now given the most protection overall. But you don't want to beat him yet either. Mm. I'm Do not saying think... it may, maybe I'm not saying he has to be beat. Maybe he's the next. I mean, how long does Lashley go? 
But if you look at where this match was on the card and you say the charisma of uh, Bianca and everything she brings to that match, and you look at the charisma and power of Roman, it's like, does Bobby almost need to break off from MVP now or do something to establish his character a bit more? I feel like, like, I don't know. I feel like he, he looks like a credible champ, but I'm just not feeling the same presence in uh, his promos. I mean, yeah, MVP talks a lot more for Bobby than than, mm-hmm. but but I but if anything, this whole even though they've pretty much done away with the hurt business, or at least as the yeah um, four person group, th- this is the most defined Bobby's really actually ever been as a character in a presence and an entrance and a, and a look. I mean, prior to that, Bobby was always just a guy that was just strong That's as true. hell. And I mean, this is at least there's like a certain definition. He's got this yeah he's got this fancy entrance with the lightning bolts, and they mix in with the video package, and he's always in these nice suits and MVP's kind of like his I don't know what he, he's like the the, the, the right hand man he's the Paul Heyman the, well, yeah, which is the, weird because Heyman seems irrelevant like Roman doesn't need Heyman at this point uh, I, I felt like it helped him get going um, I don't think I, I agree with you I don't think he's doing much for him now but when Reigns first turned heel I thought having him aligned with Heyman really got it that, that act on the fast track immediately uh, it's interesting uh Bossman says from Twitch, a Twitch comment saying that Bobby having the prize fighter gimmick, I think that does work with MVP, but when you got the prize, I don't know. I mean, this is, I feel like Lashley right now is the most, feels like the biggest star he's ever felt like um, with his presentation, the music, MVP, everything. I mean, he just feels larger in life, which he, he didn't really get there before. And, you know, a lot of that is just... But where does the story presentation if you think about it okay so rocky lost in the first movie spoiler uh there now did they tie in the second one or did he technically win no he won he won won the second one okay so he won the second one that was the chase rocky three he had to lose to become interesting again in defeating mr t rocky four he had to avenge his friend's death rocky five we're not going to talk about that uh rocky six he was coming back he had something to prove he didn't win but he he kind of did spoiler alert again you know I don't know. I'm saying it's you, tough. You just to... gave away all the Rocky movies. Apologies. And if you haven't watched Rocky Balboa, it's surprisingly it's great. great. It's probably the it's probably my favorite film in the series, but probably the second best. You're not counting the Creed movies, right? I mean, Rocky's just he's just sort of there. I mean, I'm really surprised they didn't kill him off in the last one. Ah, oh, man, he was great in Creed. Yeah, anyway. but three, he's probably right. And three, like, it's time. But look, I, I thought three is. No, Creed 3. Creed 3. That's coming up. You don't think? I, I don't think Stallone's in that one. Maybe you know, maybe he's already dead. You know what? I will it's text possible. Michael B. Jordan and see what's going on. You find that out. Raj <laughs> has sources, everyone. I don't know if you uh, are aware of that. Right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson Callens, 499. Was Roman taunting Brian on the camera during the match? TV, look at your boy. Think maybe Brian resigns and gets back on SmackDown for this feed to continue. That is an interesting question. I don't think. I, don't, I mean, I don't think Brian's going to ultimately leave. I think he he stays in WWE in some capacity. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I just don't see him going. Uh, you know, Dean Ambrose when he was his contract was up. I think people that uh, knew his uh, his goals figured he was leaving. Um, I, I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was going to be AEW. I thought it was going to be New Japan, but. Um, 
And wasn't that amazing? I was thinking about that. It was two years ago this month. We were all in Vegas that weekend. Oh, and right. I was like, oh, he's not showing up. He's not. No. Too, no, he doesn't. Want, like, everybody bought it. That's how good of a job he did. Yeah. And distracting people. Yeah, two years, man. It feels like five years ago. I don't know. It's crazy. Real quick, uh, Jared Wilson, uh, four ninety nine, uh, saying, "Hey, Rod, Wrestling Inc. just flashed up on the RVD doc that's airing now after Backlash, uh, with the Sabu RVD arrest in two thousand six. Bait. I saw that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, I think they had us uh, on the Edge documentary last year, and uh, oh, wow. a Batista one too. So, hey, props to WWE. There you go. Ah." <laughs> uh. So Bailey versus Bianca, followed by the triple threat. Um, then the main main event: Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. Cesaro in a title match in the main event of a pay per view. And this, even though we knew who was winning this, this was not a squash. Uh, I think this was the longest match of the night. It was, was like forty five minutes. It felt like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this made Cesaro look strong. It made Roman look strong. Like. This was an earned victory. This was not uh, just a quick win. Yeah. The, you know, the fact this match was going on last, you know, when we saw the Raw title match, the triple threat going on, I was like, all right, Cesaro's going on last. You know, I didn't I didn't have high hopes. I, didn't, I wasn't going and calling a, a, a wrestling bookie and laying down thousands of dollars that Cesaro's going to win, but I was like, they got to end on something. And uh, they played this up. They played up the stats of how many world title matches, how many main events you know Roman Reigns has had versus the zero, you know, for for Cesaro. And uh, this was a match that by, towards in that final sequence, you know, we no Usos have come out at this point. I'm like, maybe like they got me to actually go. Maybe Roman wins, but Cesaro looked like a main eventer. You know, so again, going going the same kind of philosophy I, I put with the Damian Priest positive spin on the zombie stuff. All I can think is try to put yourself in Vince's shoes, and Vince's mind is like, you know, he get Cesaro got this brass ring opportunity. Maybe he seized it. Maybe he went out there and, and main evented with Roman Reigns. You know, the Roman Reigns, and maybe Vince goes, we have something more in a Cesaro that we need to work with here. So overall, this was you know really entertaining. And then afterward, I know Raj alluded earlier. I. I could have just left with them ending with Roman standing tall and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I save the 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 hoopla afterwards with Seth for Raw tomorrow. Yeah, he's just beaten down constantly after. I you know I, I feel like Cesaro has his limitations as far as outside of the ring. In the ring, he's you know one of the best in the business. Um, outside the ring with the promos and everything as a as an intriguing character. Um, you know, that's always been his, his shortcoming. And I felt like tonight's performance really, um, over, overcame that, um, whether Vince sees it or not, I would think he, he would, uh, Roman has just proven himself to be super giving with all these matches. And uh, I thought he was here too. Um, and man, he just made Cesaro look like a superstar. He made Cesaro look like he belonged. It was uh, to your point, Justin, I, I even I was tweeting before the the match. It was clear Roman's winning, Roman's winning, and then they kind of had me guessing, like, wait, maybe, maybe they might. Uh, I mean, change it and, and yeah, come but, back to it, you know. I mean, what were the odds on the betting sites for Cesaro going over tonight? I think it had to be like a thousand to one. Yeah, there. I mean, it was a long shot. Yeah, but that being said, I I liked everything about this match. I like how they 
how it was designed. I like Roman winning clean. I think uh, he, he the the Uso stuff is getting a little too predictable. So I like that the Usos weren't involved in the finish. It was good. Uh, same thing with Daniel Bryan. You know when when Roman beat Daniel. I like. Roman's this, you know, dominating character. You need to give him some clean wins too. Mm-hmm. And Cesaro is the guy who, sh- you know, he should be able to be clean. So I-, I just, I thought everything about this match was good. Cesaro looked great. It was, it was a win-win for everyone. I mean, after the match, they made Cesaro look kind of like a dope with everyone That's the problem. beating on him. That's the problem. Is that by having Seth come out and beat up Cesaro? Well, first, really... uh, uh, Jay Uso came down and beat on Cesaro. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jay came down first, then Seth. But it really telegraphs that this next stretch is going to be Seth getting his win over Cesaro. And I think ultimately probably setting up Seth versus Roman. They've kind of been teasing that. I mean, that's where right? it looks like they're going. But heel versus heel. I, I mean, Seth sucks as a baby face. Um, yeah. Maybe they could do something different with it, though. There was also something on social media today. I don't remember who it was, but somebody it was on my timeline. Oh yeah, I saw. I know what you're Did about. you see this that they that um, during bowling on Fox yeah, Sports? Fox, yeah, Fox or Fox Sports was airing just the normal sports content. They did their promos. They have to do in house to promote WWE and, and and SmackDown. And I guess the bro, I guess a commentator kind of maybe went off and read something that wasn't meant to be like it was meant to be like an embargo read or something. And basically said like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, you'll be you can see them at SummerSlam or maybe an event soon. And like, yeah, like, kind of sound like they said something that they weren't supposed to. So I and then to see Seth return tonight, I you know I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I mean that seems like the most obvious place for it to go for SummerSlam, right? I mean, but what but again? That? Who's the who's right. the face and who's the hero? You're, you're back in front of fans for that, mm. and like. I mean, Roman's captivating, and I think in this role, but he's the heel. And Seth, I mean, that, the whole reason they turned Seth heel again is because the fans back when we had fans and live were turning on him. They didn't. Right. They didn't want to cheer him. Well, the fiend kind of killed Seth the, the last time yeah, around. True. True. But, um, uh, Justin Lopez saying the way Cesaro was beat down at the end makes me think Cesaro and Rollins will be inside the cell. Curious where Roman goes. Possibly Jimmy. Um. Be inside the cell. Cesar and Rollins? Uh, I don't think it's big enough for the cell. A non title match in the cell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't but, but, what, but who does Roman fight in the cell then? Does, 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 does Cesaro say, I got the Usos coming after me? I got Seth coming after me? I want Hell in a Cell? But it was clean. Like, yeah. Uh, well, know. yes. But, but, he, but, I, but again, I'm, but Cesaro didn't tap. The ref called it. So, yeah. it's not, so it's not like Cesaro like got pinned one two three or pet tapped out. He could say, "I passed out," and then you, and then I have all these people after me. I want a, I, you know, I want you at Hell in a Cell. None of that distraction because the, the ref couldn't. Well, the Fiend and Seth Rollins would say otherwise. But inside of a Hell in a Cell, there shouldn't be a ref stoppage. So yeah, maybe that's Cesaro's case of a cell match with Roman. I could see Cesaro demands a rematch with Roman soon uh, on SmackDown. Seth interferes, costs him the match, or it looks like he's going to win. Maybe even a rematch for the title, and that sends up something with them. But yeah, I mean, uh, to have 50's point, true or false, no matter how much we all agree, Cesaro will go down the, Dol- the Dolph booking route, uh, hot 10 seconds in the mid-card wasteland. Hope I'm wrong. I, I, could, felt, I could easily see that. Yeah, but it feels like a better version of that, because I don't think they ever really made it like, with the exception of his uh, feud against uh, Dean Ambrose, where he was the baby, or no, the Miz, Rodolfo's baby face. 
they've they haven't leaned on how talented he was. They didn't give him a showcase for his skills. Well, he won the world heavyweight title that way. You know, I'm talking more recently. Okay, yeah. I mean, Dolph is someone they put in a world title match. Like it was like once a year. It's like oh, time's coming up. We got to put Dolph in this. No one expected him to win. It was just kind of thrown in there. Dolph's been on his way out for the last seven years. With <laughs> <laughs> that stand-up comedy career. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll he admit. I mean, we had an interview with Dolph. Gosh, was it? It was two years ago, I guess. But, you know, he'll he'll tell you. He doesn't watch wrestling. He's not a fan of, uh, of this product as far as uh, um, watching it as a third person. But So it's surprising know. he doesn't host a wrestling podcast. Um, One day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Everyone has a podcast now. It's true. It's getting to be too much. It's just getting to be too much. Um, but this was good though tonight. I mean, the zombie thing though, man, that really uh, overshadows some stuff. Let's hope nobody gives some social media report to Vince about how many tweets were about that 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 said zombies and WWE backlash. And otherwise, tomorrow we joked about it in a, in a chat. But otherwise, tomorrow there will be zombies chasing. Uh, zombies are trending. Damn it. No, the Miz straight up should show up as a zombie tomorrow night. If they're not writing him off TV, yeah, you don't get swarmed like that and not bit and turned into a zombie. If he doesn't show up as one tomorrow night, I will be sorely disappointed in this lack of continuity. The, the zombies had a hostile takeover of Raw Underground, and they've just been waiting their time to... <laughs> the the Bring... zombies overtook Retribution. I mean, like uh, the, there's endless... Whatever oh, happened to Teabag and, and Mace? They were supposed to. They're still tag team, I guess. They were, you know, feuding with Drew for a couple of weeks. Oh, they and... were, uh, they were like MVP's henchmen for like a minute there. Yeah, and then they just completely dropped him. I'm sure Cedric and Shelton just love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, all right, a couple more super chats here. Hey, what are we doing? Uh, it's Z uh, saying Lashley has his new hurt business, uh, Street Profits, Naomi versus Roman and his Samoan dynasty, Usos Tamina in the build up to Roman Lashley at Survivor Series. Maybe that's a long way away. I guarantee you, WWE has no plans for Survivor Series. That is a long. That is six months away. That they they produce all the live TV per week. That yeah, that's... Mm. yeah. Uh, Travis Huffman saying Matt Hardy should tweet Vanguard One is embarrassed for you tonight WWE. Did they ever have zombies, Matt Hardy? I don't think he did. Yeah, maybe on the compound. Who knows? But if, yeah. if they did, he made it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just lean into it. As Justin. far as zombies and wrestling goes, I'm, I'm Matt's defense attorney. If he did, it looked good. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there you have it, folks. That was backlash WrestleMania backlash, as it and were. As it were. Can they stop with the? Re- I mean, the WrestleMania thing—it's not continuing. It's not WrestleMania Hell in a Cell. Who knows like, if if Peacock reports that they had a a higher than expected for this? I mean, it might be as we said earlier. It might be WrestleMania, WrestleMania. in a cell, right? Just everything, every pay per view. Let's change it to the WrestleMania network. If yeah. it's WrestleMania cheap, payback, if it's a cheap marketing trick of somebody sees WrestleMania on the title and they feel like it's got higher value for this, I mean, what, what was the headline they were offering this for, like fifty cents or ninety nine cents? Or... Yeah, yeah. Or you could get or seven days free. They, I mean, they had a bunch of promotions out, and you know, when you when you would see the graphic, WrestleMania is kind of front and center, and then Backlash is you know 
not so much. So it, it, it is the ultimate sequel, hidden sequel of a Glenn, Glenn. Give me one. I mean, is this Home Alone three, Home Alone four? Is this what? Well, what's a what's a crazy sequel? I was thinking more Mannequin two on the move. <laughs> right. It's like when you have the a completely different cast, but you're using the same movie, like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, remember yes. they had a Dumb and Dumber 2? When Harry which, Met Lloyd. Yeah, when Harry Met Lloyd. It was completely different people. And American Pie, they had like six others before they went back to the original cast. Well, no, they had the originals in 2 and 3, and then they did direct-to-video right. for like 10 years, and then they came back to for American Reunion. So. Right, yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, like, which was done by the Cobra Kai team. But like Caddyshack uh, 2, you didn't even have Bill Murray's character of Carl there. It was Dan Aykroyd. But you had that banger Kenny Loggins song. Wasn't that in the first one? Uh, well, he had I'm All Right in the first one. He had... Uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Nobody's fool in part ah, two. Kenny Loggins, he was great. <laughs> still is great. He still is. performs. Still tours. Does he really? Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's too. The, but that had the original cast and Bernie with like uh, he like was. Ne- I mean, yeah. he was a zombie. He was moving. He that was. Oh, he danced when he heard yeah. the music. Oh, zombie! <laughs> Tie it all together. There you yeah. go. Go out on that note. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Weekend Bernie's too, which I saw in theaters. Strangely. Wow. That's committed. I saw No Holds Barton in a theater twice. Like the week it was there. What's that? For the one week it was in theaters. Five days. It it opened at number two that week at the box office. I behind remember, Indiana Jones. So it was. Did, did you guys have in the late eighties, early nineties? There was like the legacy movie theater, and then when the new movie theaters started getting built, there was the theater where only like certain movies would open at. Like the dollar theater? Kind of, but it was like they would get new release movies the big theater didn't want to take. And I remember No Holds Barred opening like at that theater. (laughs) Rodney Dangerfield's Ladybugs opened at that theater. Ladybugs. Ah. It was like it was everything. the boy up as a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jack Scallon's The Sean documentary is on A&E. Oh, there you go. I'm that savage one, man. That was (laughs) very different in tone. Hey, if you're doing a full retrospective of each of these personalities and looking at the negatives and the positives, that's one thing. But they weren't. They didn't do that with the other documentaries. I don't know about Sean. I'm guessing they didn't. Uh, there's uh, Sean Michaels was probably the most hated wrestler uh, in the 90s. I mean, I, I can't think of maybe Warrior, but... Uh, Even in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, in the locker room. Mm. Most yeah. hated, most hated main eventer, mind you. Most hated, right, right, right. Yes, accomplished yes. person as a, as a, a t- most hated top star yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, and uh, I'm guessing it's going to be uh, kitty gloves uh, with the documentary tonight compared to what they did with Randy Savage. And look, I was watching those A and E documentaries for what they were. With Steve Austin, Roddy Piper was it was more like a tribute, not a uh, a hard hitting documentary. Mm-hmm. And then they went the the negative route with Savage and, 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 and only and, Savage. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a hard-hitting documentary. Exactly. And certainly, I think that you should show uh, these these performers for who they are, warts and all. But it's interesting how they selectively overlook that with other talent, except for the Savage documentary. That's exactly. what makes it so stand out so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, F50 saying, uh, we're starting a drinking game. We're seeing how long it takes Glenn to mention Cobra Kai. It'd be in rehab before Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, they just finished <laughs> shooting season four. They did. Yeah. Pumped. So there we go. There we go. He's at Justin Labar. He's at Raj Gary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, tomorrow night, who's doing the Monday Night Raw show? It's me, Justin, and Jack Farmer, who liked the zombies. So I don't oh, know, man. 
There you go. I don't know. <laughs> and Tuesday he, night me. He likes Alfred, too much stuff. Yes, me, Alfred Kanawa, and uh, NYC Demon Diva here to talk NXT on Tuesday. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Uh, take care, and we'll see you back here soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.